Dance Drive and Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980, episode 18. Covering minutes 18 of Zombie Lake and Burial Ground. How you guys and gals are doing? I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We're, we're knee-deep into it. We're going crazy. All sorts of awesome things are happening. Do you remember when that lady drank that cognac in that previous minute? Do you remember when that, um, that guy was writing and, and his girlfriend snuck up on him? Don't. Go crazy on me, because this minute might be even nuttier. Where are we now? Oh, burial ground. Okay, yeah, like I said, it ended with um, the the writer guy writing, and then his gal came up and says, pay, let's, let's pay some attention to me. Stop your scribbling. So they begin to start to make out, and here's what happens next. That's it. You supposed to keep your eyes open? I know, I just can't. You'll learn sooner or later. I fear, darling, that you married a completely hopeless case. Mm, there are plenty of things you're brilliant at. Mm. Mama. What is it, Michael? What's the matter, darling? Look out. Everybody's making out again, even when one of the ladies is holding a gun. That would be Evelyn. And she's not holding a shotgun like the folks in the Zombie Lake Tavern. She's just got a, a pistol, a revolver. I don't know what they are. It doesn't look very real to me. But then the room they're in doesn't look particularly real to me, too, which is part of why it's... I. I I don't want to jump to it quite yet because the second half of the minute takes place in the pavilion where the professor has all of his artifacts that he's pulled, I guess, from the Etruscan tombs. So you see lots of different things around there, presumably valuable, thousands of years old. And uh, this, I was going to say Dumkoff, this idiot has chosen this as the room where he will have his wife practice her target practice. It makes about as much sense as everything else going on and the fact that it looks like I know, it looks like the professor... Had, I mean, I checked the provenance of some of these items because it looks... To me, to me, this room looks sort of like the professor has gone to like a local college circa 1979 and raided the, um, the, uh, the props department and, in the theater uh, company and taken everything uh, that's sort of Greek or Roman or sort of ancient Italian and just piled them up in here and said, look what I found vases and statues and this is one with the lady and the snake and their skulls and pillars and we got everything i found everything down there in this tomb or whatever the heck. i guess it's an etruscan ruin uh, of some sort and um you know it, it <laughs> i don't know you know i think just the fact that he's drew i think it's george is letting evelyn shoot a gun in the middle of all these antiques is like he walked in and was like Oh wait a minute! This stuff is all chintzy crap. This is all this is all like plaster of Paris. Oh boy. Okay, shoot whatever you want. I'd love it if you you saw her like shooting a vase or something because he says you missed, but then you don't uh, you don't actually see what it is she was shooting at. And Michael's in the background futzing around until the two of them get a little too close, and then Mama he comes running up and creepy as I'll get out. He's pantser too. He's a boy who knows where his waist is and it's freaking me out. No. 
I just wanted to do something here that I haven't done in a bit, which is compare the English dub to what the Italian subtitles say, because there's a bit of difference here. So George is kind of behind Evelyn, kind of holding her, and she fires and it doesn't, she doesn't make it but then she kind of oh i'll never get this or whatever and, and he kind of he kind of seems to reach down and grab her boob but the camera kind of goes out of frame before you fully see that and they kind of begin to smooch and then michael comes running up and it's great to see like michael is looking at george with the look like what are you doing that's my mother only i get to kiss her and george is giving her a look like you little creep and she's there and she and she does a great thing Evelyn does a great thing where she hands um, uh, George, the, the, the revolver, the gun barrel first. That was just fired. Isn't that hot? I don't know how these things work, but I would think that would be warm. And then it ends with, you know, Michael kissing her hand, and he kind of goes, George does a ugh, and walks away. Uh, it's fun. It's such a great room, too, because it's, if all these rooms we've seen so far are sets, I love the fact that it was like, we got to this, and it's like, okay, let's head on down to the pavilion today. The what? the pavilion where uh there's going to be a zombie attack and and the uh professor all the stuff he found is in that room give me that from the beginning you know the pavilion you've seen the script it's around minute 18 you've heard dan bunnick's podcast oh the pavilion yeah just we'll just need five minutes holy crap and so that's what the room looks like to me it looks like a holy crap we just threw this together kind of room which i adore uh oh so let me just do this so uh, she fires the gun. She misses. Pow. You missed. You missed. You're supposed to keep your eyes open when you shoot. And the subtitles doesn't say you missed. It just says, darling, you're supposed to keep your eyes open. And she says, she says, I, I just can't. She says, I can't help it. You'll see little by little. I fear, darling, that you married a completely hopeless case. I'm pretty sure I'll learn. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'll never learn, is what she says. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm losing myself. I, I, I would, you married a completely hopeless case. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll never learn. I love the way she says that line. There are plenty of things you're brilliant at. He actually says, I love you just the way you are. Sorry to bring you down there. But yeah, there are plenty of things you're good at. I love you just the way you are. I like how the the Brits doing the dub are a bit randier than the Randy people on the screen. You know, it's like they, they tried to make a sexy sort of, have sexy elements in this um, uh, um, zombie film. But the, uh, the dubbers are diving ahead. And then they swooch a bit and mama, yeah, mother, yeah, Michael shows up and... And yeah, he shows up and ruins the whole thing. And I love the perturbed look on George's face, like, ah, crap. <laughs> this little shit. Uh, pardon my French, pardon my Italian. Uh, okay, well, there you go. And all the whole time, just like, George is on the right, Evelyn and Michael are sort of in the middle, and there's a big boob statue with a snake between her, her breasts um, next to them, I guess, ancient Roman, ancient Italian, stuff like that. I'm no archaeologist. Or am I? Have you got that pavilion done? It's done. Oh my god, it's fantastic. So what about the rest of the minute? There's not much in the rest of the minute. Uh, the, the the couple James and his gal begin to make out by the tree, and then it cuts to um, Boots, and you think for a moment it's James and his gal, um, but then you realize that it's a photographer, male pattern baldness guy, and his gal. 
and she says she's on the subtitles in Italian she says something like I love it this way or I love it like this but she doesn't say anything that I can hear on the English subtitles and he's got his hand all the way up her leg into that region region that region right above the leg which we call the special region i don't know what we call it that's you know i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop that right there but yeah so that's the main thing so it's one couple is making out one couple another couple is making out this couple is trying to make out but there's this strange troll gnome human getting in their way and we know that zombies approacheth meanwhile over on zombie lake there ain't shit happening i ain't found shit i'm sorry i've sworn way too much in this uh, but yeah, the, the the woman with the camera is sitting there drinking her cognac and people are beginning to get a little worried about what this woman is up to. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm a reporter from the Zonkia Daily News. I came to do a story. What about? On here. There ain't nothing to write about. You can say that again. Uh, ain't nothing to write about. Uh, what kind of a story? Let's say I would like... An unusual little yarn about that weird lake of yours. Or maybe there's a story in it. Who could tell me about the legends that grew up around it? You call it the lake of... The lake of ghosts. Oh, that. That's no problem. You go on and see the mayor. He knows all about it. Maybe there is a story in it. If you want, I'll take you over to see him. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you very much. I'm coming with you. That's sure sweet of you. I'll take my gear. All right, let's go. So I applaud the reporter for boldly stepping up when at least the subtitles in the French dub and the French voices began to wonder who she was. But she, uh, she, I'm a reporter. I want to do a story about what's going on around here. And has she never been to one of these villages before, really? You think they're going to, uh, the, the crazy legends you've got going around here. Yeah, we, we love to talk to outsiders about our crazy legends that just killed um, one of our inhabitants. That's the, that's the kind of thing we adore doing around here. Friggin' reporters. The no, I'm I'm kidding, of course. Uh, but <laughs> you know, she does it to to the uh, do the uh, profession any any um you know any uh, that much good here. She just I'm just trying to find out what's going on about your local. Luckily, that guy from earlier on, the guy who looked like the sheriff from Dark Side of Midnight, which I now want to watch again. I just spent, I just watched this minute twice and I'm looking at this guy's face and close up in high def and I'm just enjoying every bit of his hair and his, his furrowed brows, a little bit of sweat on there, his mustache, smoking his pipe and just, he's just, he's just every great thing. This is why our God invented high definition so I could see this guy's face. It wasn't so I could see the beautiful the grounds that they're on in burial ground and I could see them stretching off into the distance towards another zombie movie being shot. It's this. It's being able to see this man who's, whether or not you find him attractive or not, that's your call. Um, his mother certainly probably did, and I'm sure the character and probably the man himself was married or or something. And he, I just love looking at just this big old face in the screen. And and the woman, it's, it's funny, it's one of those movies like I don't know if it's like the more you go on to the continent of Europe or what it is, but like when you get, um, oh, this is going to sound terrible. I shouldn't even say this. 
people look a little weird in this movie, don't they? I mean, is that, I mean, yeah, you know what? It's, this is America. You know, let's, let's wander to any David Lynch film and we can see weird, weird looking people. But there's something about like, like the reporter in this, you know, she's, I don't know, maybe 40 in her forties and she's lovely in her own way, but there's something about her that's just weird. And the way her, like her upper lip hangs around the top of her teeth. is just weird. And she's just weird. And the way she stands up and gets her gear and everything is just weird. She's strange. And you're strange for listening to me talk about this. That makes me strange because I'm the middleman. The biggest moment here, I think is probably a dub issue. Actually, I don't know if it's an issue now that I said that. I could be making too much of a... I won't say it. On the English dub, she says the Lake of Ghosts. On the French dub, it's Lake of the Damned. It would seem to me that a lake that has Nazi zombies rising up out of it would be more damned than ghosty. Ghost is, I think, a soft selling. What's happening at that lake? And everyone... Yeah, it's, it's great, too, because, like... They're, they're, I, I love both of these films so much because they're so kind of disconnected from the way sort of movies, not only movies should be made, but the way people within movies, I'm not going to say people in real life because I get pretty disconnected at times. And <sighs> mm. Oh boy, I think I'm going to make tacos tonight. Oh dear. Oh yeah, that reporter, she'll take her gear. I'll take my gear. I, I I hesitate to say that it's because it's a difference between the way... Where did I go there for a moment? Uh, it's And Howard Vernon isn't even in this minute. It's, I hesitate to say that it's, it's, it's not the way people would react. But it's not the way people in movies should react. Like if Nazi zombies are killing people and these people kind of know about it. And like we said, that the mayor said, you know, our, all our lives could be in danger. Well, that seems like something to wake up for. That seems like something to move around for. But no one here with their shotguns at their table or playing euchre seems to give a crap. And this woman only seems to give a crap insofar as it's a story. And I'd love to know the newspaper that said to her, because she has a big city gal feel to her. I'd love to know the newspaper that said, I want you to go down to this little village in the middle of nowhere. You'll recognize the mayor. He looks like Howard Vernon. And I want you to find out about this lake called the Lake of the Ghosts, the Damned, and find out what it is and what's going on this story is going to be front page on the paris gazette or the paris register or the paris times picayune i don't know what what it will be but yeah i i love it she, she just shows up and she's she's not uh, I, i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna call her she not quite lois lane hello not quite lois lane welcome to the movie and i like how also, and I like a lot of things here, but and the room looks gorgeous. The room that they're in looks gorgeous. I mean, it looks like a location to me. I, that seems very Eurocine to me. Like the other, like the burial ground, I'm guessing those things are probably still sets that were on, especially that friggin' pavilion. But these actually look, this looks proper. This looks like a proper space in like a French village, country village in France. And I like the fact that you don't see the sheriff from Dark Side of Midnight's doppelganger until she's like does anyone know what's going on can anyone tell me what's happening well what do you know want to know and he just kind of slides in like he's standing off to one side in case somebody in case somebody should show up asking about the lake of the ghost of the damned and uh and he just kind of insinuates himself in there and i was like oh good steve's here i, I forget his name they gave his name a few minutes ago i'm gonna call him steve i'd call him the sheriff 
Uh, nobody ever messes with the sheriff. So, yeah, so the minute ends with him going to uh, kind of ominously take her to the mayor. Uh, which you think if they're trying to cover it up, you wouldn't take her to the mayor. But maybe maybe the mayor has a cover-up story. Maybe the mayor's just going to be so boring. Pardon me, I almost knocked my mic over. Maybe the mayor's going to be so boring that um, she'll just leave. She'll be like, this isn't a story I want to write about at all. Mm. So so we'll see. So, so we finally learn, yes, the ghost is up to something. There are legends surrounding it. If this is, I mean, if this is 1980, and that was circa, say, 90, 40, 44, 45 or so-ish, 43, let's, let's say 35, 36 years ago, when whatever happened to those Nazis in the lake happened, then a lot of these folks that we're seeing here, like those three folks at the table looking at the shotguns, they were all in their 60s or beyond. So they would have been, you know, perfect fighting age for the, the war. So I... I, I'm wondering, when they talk about legends, almost everyone we've seen, apart from the little kids and stuff, almost everyone we've seen would have most likely been alive during the war. So can those be legends if you were there? I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I, I rarely talk of the, you know, the, the legend of my um, sister Allison's birth. Do you remember? They say it was back in 86, August 86. The same day that the PBS station in Arundacoit, New York, showed Vengeance on Varos from season 22 of Doctor Who. Do you remember? You, They say you were driving home from a week of camping and that the car, a car broke down and you didn't get home till about four hours late. Do you remember the legends behind the birth of your sister, Allison? Well, those aren't legends. I remember them. They are things that actually happened. So if these folks all fought in World War II or were involved in World War II when the Nazis took over France, then there wouldn't be legends to them, would it? Or would it? The, the, the mayor does grab a very old book early on. So all questions will be answered soon or all questions will never be answered at all. Tune in next time for whatever this is. Listen. <laughs> 